Welcome back, Baby Doll. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Here we are with Life with Baby Doll uh, one more week. And, um, well, last week we did, uh, well, we had some fun, but we did kind of a serious one about our big changes, didn't we? We sure did. And this week, what are we talking about? This week, we're going to bring a little fun into this. And uh, as it's getting close to Christmas, we'll bring back a little more of what we're going to be doing more in detail Maybe a bit later, but hey, everybody's getting in the Christmas season, getting ready to celebrate. Yeah, thinking about food. <laughs> yeah, you're always thinking about food. And um, we just wanted to talk about some fun facts in England, because after all, this is Life with Baby Doll. It sure is. And Life with Baby Doll is just about some fun things that we do together just to have a little laugh. So today, get ready, hopefully. You'll have a little laugh. But now, what's going to happen today is Mr. Paul over here is going to be quizzed because as these are Christmas fun facts in England. Am I going to get paid for this? Absolutely not. Uh, We're going to find out how much does Paul actually know about his country in England because, you see, I'm from America, grew up in South America, so I don't really know much about the traditions here in England, but you certainly should. Well, I'll try. All right, here we go. So, first one up. According to tradition, many of you who, whether you've lived here or visited here, if not, you may not realize that the British people love to eat mince pies. Oh, yes, please. Are we having tea and mince pies after this? (laughs) They love a mince pie. You want to tell them what a mince pie is before we do this fun fact? Yeah. Uh, a mince pie, it's it's pastry, okay, and it has mince meat in. Now, a lot of people, when, when you talk to people that don't live here, they say, mince meat? Why would you put meat? And I say, no, it's not meat, it's fruit. And it has all sorts of different kinds of fruit in, and I don't know the ingredients. I should do, because I used to it's work... It's kind of tart and tangy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I used to work for a company, uh, Cabri Schweppes, many years ago, and they owned a company called Morehouse. And if anyone's listening to this in the north of England particularly, they will know Morehouse's preserves. And Morehouse's mincemeat is the best. All right. So, according to tradition, you should eat one mince pie on each of the 12 days of Christmas to bring good luck. And to put weight on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely to put weight on. So had you heard that one? I've not heard that. That's that's, that's a new one. But, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we we can consume more than one. (laughs) (laughs) I know that people in in, – actually, even for this Sunday, for our Christmas carol service, uh, we will be having mince pies, hot chocolate, tea. So there you go. According to tradition, you're supposed to eat one mince pie on each of the 12 days if – of Christmas, if you believe in luck. We definitely don't believe in luck. No, so we need to eat two. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha, very funny. All right, next one up. It's technically illegal to eat mince pies on Christmas Day in England. Had you ever heard that? That is an absolute load of nonsense. No, but listen. I've never heard that. In before. the 17th century, Oliver Cromwell banned Christmas pudding mince pies, and anything to do with gluttony. Well, shame and on him. the law has never been rescinded. Wow. <laughs> well, shame on him. <laughs> Can you imagine that it's supposed to be illegal in England to eat not only mince pies, but pudding, 
Oh. And anything else to do with gluttony? Well, gluttony is certainly because that is um, a lot of uh, sweets, but they may not understand what pudding is. A pudding? Well, uh, in this case, we're talking about Christmas pudding. Again, uh, it's a it's made from fruit. Uh, some some people put uh, ra- uh, raisins, currants, cherries, and it gets mixed in a bowl with all sorts of things. Some people put suet in it, and some people put a drop of brandy in and stir it and, and make it home. Of course, now you can just go to the shops and buy one. Um, and it's something that you you you. you my, my grandma used to put it into a steamer. On top of a stove, and it would steam away, and she'd pull it out on Christmas Day and open it up. She used to have it wrapped in some kind of linen uh, material. I don't know what you women call it, but a white cloth, you know, tied it with a piece of string, and it was delicious. And she used to turn it over, and Grandpa would put a piece of holly on the top, you know, with, with a little red Very berries interesting. Up, bring it to the table, and oh... It was delicious. We still have one in the cupboard. You know? Yes, I know. They say the longer the better that they ferment. Yeah, I don't mean okay. from my grandma. We got one in the shit. Yeah, I think now. We definitely don't have one from his grandma. All right. So next question is why the colors red, gold, and green? Now, I thought this was very interesting because you and I are Christians. Yeah. We love God. We serve God. And um, for those of you that may not uh, do that or participate in that, This may not be an answer that you really like, but for those of you who believe in God and are Christians, green has long been a symbol of life and rebirth. Mm -hmm. Red symbolizes the blood of Christ, and gold represents light as well as wealth and uh, royalty. Wow. Listen, here we are, Texas girl. Trying to teach a Brit these things. <laughs> well, I can't help it. These things came up when I went to look for them about how the, these yeah. are some English traditions. All right, so there you have it. Why red, gold, and green? Now, next, everybody knows about mistletoe. Oh, yeah. What do y'all do? Let me see. Do y'all do the same thing here that we do in America? Ah, lovely. So, oh, you know, yeah. technically it's supposed to be when you see the little mistletoe yeah. hanging somewhere, With you're nice, supposed to get white, underneath. juicy berries on. Yeah. Yes. You're supposed to get underneath that mistletoe with the love of your life and give them a kiss. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And men love to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Now, it's actually from the Anglo-Saxon word mistletan, which means a little dung twig. Now, that's because that apparently the plant spreads through bird droppings. Did you know that? Uh, listen, I'm, you, today I'm, you're, I'm on an educational tour with you. <laughs> well, I think it's quite interesting that, um, you know, it's, it's spread so much with, because I do know that it's uh, considered a plant that it, it like grows everywhere and that yeah. you can find it in most places. So it's very interesting that it gets spread and, and around because of bird dropping. So wow. there you have it. Interesting. All right. Um, then the next thing that I wanted to bring up here, there's so many actually, but um, uh, move it up. Uh, Carol. So we're having carol services at our church this Sunday at 6 p.m. at City Life Church in Portsmouth. And you're very welcome to join. If you can't, if you're not in the area, you can join online. Um, 
And this is what it actually means. And because there's lots of people that have carol services, it's a dance or song of praise and joy. And they used to be sung during all four seasons, but now the tradition is that they only sing them at Christ, um, sorry, at Christmas, um, because that's the only one that that's left that people still celebrate. Wow. Okay. So didn't know if you'd ever heard that, but but how long can you remember them doing carol services here in uh, in England? In England, uh, since the fifties. <laughs> I'll whisper that since. The Ah, right, since the 50s then. Yeah. All right, so they've definitely been doing them uh, a very long time. And I'll tell you something else that we used to do when I was a kid. I don't know whether people still do it now or not with the way the way we are in this 21st century. When I was a kid, um, during December, particularly probably about the 15th, uh, myself and two or three other friends from our street, I lived in a, in a small cul-de-sac in, in, where I lived in, in the Midlands, and uh, we would have little lanterns, and we would go and we would sing carols at people's doors, doorsteps, just the four of us. Mm. And they would uh, they would come out and maybe give us a mince pie, actually, right? <laughs> or quite often they would give us a donation. Yeah, I do remember in America, even when I was teaching uh, back in school. Yeah. Uh, we took our. Uh, we would take the class of students, and we would go around and sing carols. Yeah. All right. So very interesting. Maybe you have your own little stories or facts that you'd like to pop in the comments and share about your fun facts. Doesn't even have to be about England. We'd love to hear about fun facts about how you celebrate Christmas in different parts of the world because I know that looks very different in other places. Now, uh, a few other just uh, funny statistics. 75% of UK shoppers used their smartphones to help them do their Christmas shopping in 2018. Now, I'm not surprised that happened. And they do say that those numbers are rising more and more. You look a bit shocked. But, I mean, especially through the pandemic, yeah, uh, that would have probably risen... uh, Um. A bunch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what, what, one of the, for me, I'll use the word sad, mm. sad things that happened. I, I was walking in, in in the center of Portsmouth just a few days ago with my son. Uh, we, he went to buy me an early early Christmas present, which I'm, I'm wearing today, my nice new shoes. Nice. And as we walked through, I was we were talking about the buildings that were closed. So many shops now are closed down. Yeah, that is a bit and sad. All because people are doing a lot more purchasing online and people aren't going into the shops. And uh, I was surprised. I was shocked. I walked down through the center of Portsmouth in Commercial Road and so many places have closed down. And then when you ask the question, what is going to happen to these buildings? Oh, they're now going to become flats or student accommodation. Mm-hmm. So it was well, we, so won't, we won't get into that. We don't no. want to dampen people's no, no, spirits. No, no but... I'm not. But I'm just saying what is happening is because of online shopping. Yeah. And so you don't have that fun and festivity that we used to have in the shops. Okay. Well, uh, what I would say is if you live in a place where there's local shops. Get there. Go give them a try. Give them some business. Yeah. and uh, Go and have some fun. Yeah, the, the uh, people in the, show, yeah. in the shops. Okay, uh, just give, let me give you a few fun facts for you. Um, U.S. scientists have calculated that Santa Claus, or what do y'all call him, Papa Noel, oh, or Father Christmas, Father Christmas, would have to visit eight hundred and twenty-two homes a second 
to deliver all the world's presents on Christmas Eve, traveling at 650 miles a second. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want uh, to mess up any kids out there who's thinking, oh, my gosh, is, Chris, is Father Christmas or Santa Claus or whatever going to make it to us? Okay, next. Chances of a white Christmas are just one in ten for England and Wales and one in six for Scotland and Northern Ireland. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, because I can't remember. I know when we first moved to back to well back to England for you when I first moved to England, two thousand twelve, correct? Thirteen. Thirteen. We did have a white Christmas that year. I remember that distinctly because I was thinking, oh, how exciting! But then never hardly saw any after that. Um, here's one that I find a bit interesting, which I do think it would be nice that um, people reconsider something. So it says 16 is the average number of Christmas presents a UK child receives. That's a lot of gifts. So I'd like to say, you know, encourage you, as we did even in our church, we did Operation Christmas Child. Uh, We sent out nearly 200 Christmas boxes to uh, go overseas to children who never get a Christmas and they would get a box full of Christmas gifts. I just encourage you that if you are buying your children and you want to pour out and lavish over them and you can do that, always think of someone who doesn't have anything and pour out upon them as well. I think that would be really nice. All right. Um, this is about cellophane tape. You know, using cellophane tape to wrap Christmas gifts. You mean cello tape? Well, they call it. Oh, sorry, cello tape. Oh, sorry. Okay, that was an American one. Uh, no, this is a UK one, but we don't call it cello tape. Okay, we actually. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I remember what we call it now. Scotch tape. Yeah. Um, all right. So, the number of rolls of cello tape that will be sold in the UK that run up to Christmas. Um. Think about this. Six million rolls. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Six million <laughs> rolls of cello tape that will be sold in the UK. All right. Um, let's see. 13% of families in the UK always attend church on Christmas Day somewhere. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to have seen that number a bit higher. Absolutely. But hey. Um, this one. Now, I know, I remember when I met you, this was a big thing, and it used to make me laugh because I'd never done this before, ever. The Queen's Speech. Now, we obviously know that, unfortunately, we won't hear the Queen this year. I don't know if the King will take on that role. I would think he will. So, it says, thirteen. Uh, sorry, 27% of families sit down to watch the Queen's Speech. Yeah. Now, it's traditionally, in England, always at 3 o'clock. And it usually only lasts 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when it's like, in, uh, just trust me, if you don't live in England, it's like everybody has to stop what they're doing because you have to listen to the Queen. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But she was, <laughs> she always did give a lovely speech, yeah. doesn't she? It was, That's one thing it, I loved about it the It's a tradition. I can remember when I was a kid growing up and we visited Grandpa and Grandma for Christmas Day. Okay, we'd have lunch, the table would be clear, and everybody would be sat down at 5 to 3 and Grandpa would turn the TV on ready for the Queen. And I think, it's, I think it's a tradition, and uh, I think it's a tradition that we shouldn't stop now. We have a king. He should continue it on. I think it's a great time. And the, the wonderful thing about that 3 o'clock Christmas Day from the Queen, there was always something positive. 
She was never a negative woman, and at some point she would always refer to God. All right, so um, very nice, and that's something I did love about the Queen. Okay, we might even do a, a second part to these. Mm-hmm. So I just want to do the last one, and then we'll maybe do some myth-busting facts about Christmas the next time. But okay. these are quite fun, aren't that they? Is, all I'm, right. I've learned something today as well. All right, two quick things, and then we're finishing. 6.8 million. That's the number of Apple and Android devices that will be activated on Christmas Day. That means that's how many new ones. And this could be old, so think 6. about 8 it. 6.8 million just in the United Kingdom? Yes. All right. And then finally, the number of British people who will travel abroad for Christmas. Ready? Go. 4.25 million will go abroad for Christmas. Wow. Well, that was the latest stat. So quite interesting little things to hear about, <laughs> about Christmas in England. Uh, but for those of you that don't live in England, maybe you'll find that very interesting. Yeah. For those who do live here, maybe some of you learned something. But hey, regardless, can we just say... If you do live here and there's one that I didn't mention that you'd like to throw in there, drop it in the comments. If you live in another country, we would love to know what do you do around this time of year because it's it's not always Christmas for everybody. So what do you do on December 25th? Is it Christmas or do you celebrate something else or do you celebrate Christmas another time of the year? Mm -hmm. Right? So we will leave it there. You know, I just want to just drop something in here because, you know, Rush is very close to my heart. They celebrate Christmas on the 7th of January. Ah, yes, of course they okay, do. They have New Year first. They, they act, some of them actually work and study up to the end of December, have New Year, New Year celebration, and then Christmas comes a little later. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this, had fun with it. Hope you had a little laugh. We will be back with you next week uh, one more time, and then we'll take a break on Christmas week. Yep. Um, But, uh, yeah, we hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend and uh, an amazing week coming up. And then we'll come on and wish you a very Merry Christmas next Friday. And, yeah, have a great day. We love you lots. And please, let us hear from you. We love when people interact. Have a great day. Enjoy and stay safe.